What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Smoking Section. I'm your host, KJ, and I am joined again by Rasta K. And today we are here in the studio to just kind of go over some of the plants we've got going in the review, uh, a couple of harvests uh, with our Mephisto grows, uh, just talk about the the new night owl drop that just happened uh, for Owloween. Uh, got a bunch of different little topics to uh, to kind of get into. What's up, Rasta? How's it going, man? What's going on, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself tonight? I'm wonderful. Wonderful. About to get something lit up here. Uh, got a little forbidden fruit crossed with grape OG. Uh, this was a live resin I actually picked up from my dispo today. And I'm going to give this a little dab. Nice. This is all about. How about something you? Man? Wrong, man. I'm smoking on the Blues Rosto again tonight by Labrigier. I got about maybe an ounce or so left until but i have harvest harvest is going to be in about 20 26 to like 30 days from now so i should nice. be okay very nice i can make an ounce last 30 days <laughs> it's gonna be hard but i think i can do it i just popped the tangy tibuana tib, tibuana tib, i'm not sure how, I know, I saw. How, how exactly that's pronounced but i'm excited for it man everybody talks about it big time so i know it's going to be something good Sure. I agree. I really want to try that balance. Um Cartugua or whatever it is. Sorry, Al Rigi, if you're listening. But yes. yeah, that balanced one just because of the medication part behind it, the medicinal properties. Yeah, and I don't know why. When we had him on the episode, I didn't catch this whenever he said it, but that one's crossed with sweet red C B D. Uh which is, or no, I'm sorry, pure red CBD, pure which red. is from yes. Sweet Seeds. And I've actually grown that plant, and that was one of the best CBD cultivars I've ever grown. I even pressed the rosin from it, and that's the one um, I, I've talked about it on previous episodes where uh, when I pressed it, it's it came out like crystal clear. Like it had this red, amber uh, like, like deep amber beer type of color to it, if that makes sense. Um, but it was crystal clear and, and beautiful. Stuff. And you're just, uh, dabbing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like just press the rosin it, from it. Or does it have, um, THC in it too? No THC. It was, uh, so it was a CBD only. Is it just like a hemp plant at that point or is hemp and CBD plant different? I'm, I mean, I guess that, uh, if you're going by, government laws law, i guess it's point. just hemp yeah so i can grow cb at home apparently i think i don't know i don't know how that loophole works either way it was some uh, some very good stuff so i saw on your post recently that you uh have a harvest that you just got done with yep um well actually still still working on it it's uh my mephisto uh grow I've got four plants growing DWC. Uh, I just, my first one I harvested was the Forum Stomper. Uh, very, very cakey. Very, very dense buds. Um, I see that one a lot out there in the, in the community. I see a lot of people grow that. Yeah, this one, the pheno I got was kind of lanky, um, but the, the terps were good. The the buds were good. Um, yeah, we just, I just cut it down, so... It's in the dry tent drying. Um, I just started harvest on the other three. I've got the alien versus triangle. Um, 
that one grew really short and bushy. Uh, it's got some really, really frosty looking uh, uh, buds to it. They're just more compact. They're smaller. Uh, the uh, bare-assed monkey and the uh, Walter White back cross. Uh, those two are actually, those are going to be the heavy yielders there. They've got some really nice structure um, as well as the terpene productions. Definitely up there. So excited to get those dried out and cured so what are you doing with you just hanging them and yeah like, i'm gonna i'm gonna cut them and flip them over and uh just hang them in that same tent try to slow slow dry them best as possible now how do you need to keep your temperatures cool down man because that was my hardest part of hang drying because i grew i grew in a bedroom in the closet and when I was drying, I had a two by two tent in the same bedroom, but like on the other side of the room. But I could not get that tent below like 74 degrees. And I feel like at 74, 76 degrees, I realized it was like drying them too quick almost. And then, but it was also making the taste not right. It was like too hot almost. It's, it's really just about controlling the, the climate in the house, man. Uh, my understanding is. Whatever stuff that you need to. Yeah, well, in the area, <laughs> in the area that you're at, uh, yeah, that seems to be the case. Like you got to run your air conditioner um, and your dehumidifiers and such. Uh, here, it's not quite that big of a deal. Um, I'm in more of the northern part of, uh, I guess, the country, right? So, so what does um, your dry state stay at? And then, if you don't mind me asking, what are you? Are you like at seventy, or are you like in the sixties? Well, our ambient temperature is about 60 degrees. Like out, outside, inside, stays at about 60 degrees all day long. Um, in the night, yeah, you can cool. you can drop outside down to like 50 or so. Um, but it's not that not that big of a dip. Humid, humid so, air here on the water. Um, actually, not that humid. The uh, the weather here is really kind of peculiar. Um, it's it is humid outside um whenever i'm in deeper into the winter time uh, this year has been a little bit drier but uh I mean, for right now i really don't have to do much of anything um if if the if i notice that the humidity levels start to rise a little bit i can just kick the fan on the exhaust fan and that usually will start yeah. circulating air enough um and the, the heaters in my house you know, if they kick on, they usually will dry the air out a little bit. So I'm constantly exchanging air with drier, warmer air uh, with that fan. So that'll usually bring the humidities back down. Um, then I'll kick the fan off and allow the, the temperature of the room itself to actually go down. Because we're aiming for 60 and 60, right? That's that's the goal. It's I mean, it's home grow, so it's not always 100%, you know, on the but dot. It sounds like but, you're in a grower's paradise, man. Like with temperatures and environment wise, indoors absolutely. Outdoors absolutely yeah. not. Every time I, uh, I I get a really good big plant growing outdoors, it just will not flower and isn't harvestable before it gets bud rot here. Um, auto flowers do fantastic. Like, like you put it like in a five gallon pot outside and it still won't. Yeah. Anything that's outside in the weather, the the humidity and the rain just it hits it too early here. So, outdoors just really tough to do in the on the western side of Washington. 
eastern side they they have a blast with it over there but here it's really it's indoor greenhouse light depth like you have to you have to have a somewhat controlled environment the uh the outdoor stuff just really just i think that's better anyway man i really think you get a better product by doing that just because you're i mean i know some people are going to disagree because of the sun and they're like the sun is is the best like you can get it it is it really is but with cannabis plants and the cultivation that we do and what we try to do it's like you get the best results in the by using artificial lighting and environment and really being able to take it take care of the plants like give them exactly what they need at a, at a spectrum that they can get from the sun but not being in the environment of nature and, and that's it i mean it's about controlling your environment and and yeah. that's it's basically how it is it was a lot of i mean that's a lot of uh i guess instructions i guess on how i, I kind of control it it's uh it's it's everybody's environment's different so everyone's situation and how they dry is going to be different but i tried to do my hang dry and i'm lucky enough that you know my indoor uh, environment is is a, a dry one and i don't really have to run air conditioning too much heat isn't an issue for me so that's a plus um, as long as I can manage that humidity here, I seem to be okay. But I know a lot of people down a uh, more southern region, especially down in the, the deep south down there, you fight with humidity daily. So, and heat, heat and humidity. Take your breath away. Type yeah, luckily, luckily, it's just, I mean, I'm running my AC right now, too, just because I got to keep my room cooled down. And with my AC running right now, my tent's staying at 77 degrees, which is good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've literally, I think I've ran my air conditioner maybe three or four times this year. I just try to keep it cooler, especially now that they're later in flower. I just feel like they produce a lot better with their buds because they're not really, like the leaves really aren't. I mean, they're still using the sun or the lights to, like, get nutrients and soak up and do all of that. But I feel like the leaves aren't really the thing right now. Leaves usually worry about that in veg. But yeah. at this point with flower, I think it's like you just have to really focus on getting that structure. And that's what I'm just looking at the plant right now. That's why I'm talking about it. But it's just like the structure is just they fucking it's amazing, dude. This golf yeah. ball size note. A good dense bud, the good structure. The spacing's not too, yeah. not too far apart where it becomes kind of lanky. And even at those nodes, you can see like still like scoff all size nugs on those uh, inner nodes. Yeah. yeah, like the good old spears. But, I like I like seeing the spears. You know, like um, Mike's uh, Mike's Mephisto uh, harvest that he just did of his uh, big old ghost tooth plant. Um, I think his final weight was like a pound and two ounces That's or something crazy. like what, that. What size pot was he in? Three gallon? I think it's a five gallon DWC. Ah. Yeah. And he got the big, the big spears on it. Um, he said the terpenes were similar to, uh, like the GMO. Uh, God damn, I wish this shit was legal all around. It was just like. It's like sending sample seeds, you can send sample herbs, you know what I mean, to the team and play like, here, try this out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had Mama Kush on the show um, 
several episodes back and uh, i was actually asking her about that so up in canada they actually have a specific uh envelope that they sell at their post office so like if you're going to sell send weed to somebody else in canada it's totally legal to do it and they actually ask you to use this certain envelope you know i guess it's a mylar envelope or something uh, but it blocks the smell so that none of the postal workers have to smell it or whatever in case anybody has an issue with it. Huh. See, dude, there's... Oh, man, well, why can't, like, the U.S. just learn something in Canada? It's all about the money. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, tell me about this Halloween drop from Night Owl. Yeah, man, so... Every year, so I've been waiting, man, for this drop, dude. Every Halloween, he does like a badass drop of all his new gear and testing throughout the year. And I finally got my hands on some Dark Owl too, because so he works with uh, Dark Dark Horse Genetics, yep. and uh, Dark Horse Genetics and Night Owl do a collab. They're buddies, and they come out with Dark Owl. And all that is is that the Bruce Banner number three that uh is from Dark Horse with his uh marathon og and dude this shit is when i grew it out man it was knockout kush dude like it was stuff that i used to smell back in the day like when we used to get stuff from our like college buddies you know when we were high school and stuff and it was just incredible um oh yeah that's the good uh, stuff oh it is great man but anyway i got his valencia kush this round from dark owl and um, 91 grapes, which 91 grapes is my is going to be my go-to. It says it's supposed to harvest in 76 days. It's like seed to harvest, and I really like those fast flowering, even though like they don't have as as much time. I feel like to produce as much terpenes as you would think they would. But I had the uh, Zamango from him that finished in like 74 days, and it was terpy as hell. It tastes like rotten fruit. So this one I'm excited about because it's supposed to be very grape heavy, and I haven't had anything grape heavy yet. Oh man, that sounds good. Uh, Ninety-one grapes. I'm guessing that's it's uh, like a play on words for uh, Snoop Dogg's wine, right? The ninety-one crimes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, and then I got his hoodie. Joining the skeleton crew. Had to get that. Just represent Night Owl, man. Like, I just, I don't know, dude. Like, it's one of those things I was telling my buddy earlier, like, because he was like, why don't you ever try any other breeders? And, like, the thing is, I have so many genetics out there I want to try. But I'm only limited to, like, six plants a year I can grow. And if something's not broke, I don't fix it, you know? So, like, I use the same nutrients that I've been using for the past year and a half. I, uh grow with the same breeder because every time I grow with them, I get great results. And even with Alabrigia, I took a risk, you know, I was like, I hope that this is a good plant and dude, it was an amazing plant. And that's my problem. I'm scared of taking somebody else's plant that I'm not sure about and maybe only pulling like two ounces, three ounces off of it, which is, it could still be quality, but I need, I need yield as well because I'm only able to grow six plants a year. True. Well, you know, I know with Night Owl, I'm able to get that. That's what we've uh, that's what we've been working on here at the review. Yeah, what, dude. Uh, that's sure. the that's the aim is to work with all these breeders and see what comes out of it. 
really review yeah. all these cultivars so that anybody listening, anybody just starting, anybody that's been growing for a while, they could just check it out and see what kind of results they can expect. So. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, apart yeah, from the tangy, tangy, the tangy tibuana I, I put down from Alabrije, uh, I also dropped a scorpion weed from CSI Seeds. Um, it actually germinated. Uh, I got a little seedling that was, uh, I don't know, it probably stopped at about day five or so. Just stopped growing all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. It didn't die. It didn't dampen off or anything, which was kind of weird. Um, but I ended up pulling it anyway, and I dropped another seed. So um, we're waiting to see if that uh, that little girl's going to pop up and see what's going on. But I've never grown anything from CSI. Um, especially not any auto flowers. I think I've seen, maybe it feels like I've, I've seen a couple photo periods grown uh, that they bred. Yeah. See, that's uh, one of the reasons I have to stay away from that, man. Not saying they're a bad breeder, not saying anything negative at all. But like, if I were to pop, you know, three of those and wait five to 10 days and nothing happened for them, I've just wasted 10 days. I've just wasted like 20 days because now I have to soak some more seeds and wait 10 more days for those to pop. Yeah. So by the time that's ready, you've already, uh, you're a month behind. That's what happened with me and, uh, uh, Chef Anna. I don't know what happened, man. I bought, I had six seeds, dude. Every single one of those seeds germinated in the same way, dude. Put them in water, soaked them, put them in my forest pots. Nothing, dude. I dug them up after like four days and they were still like just the whole, just a seed. And I was like, damn, dude, I didn't know what I did wrong there. So I was like, I can't, I can't do this again. Because I was, I was really going to try to grow his strain out because he had a lot of really good stuff. It sounded good at least. Yeah. But yeah, I've, 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 uh, I've seen some of his, careful, man. his videos and stuff, man. I didn't know he even had any seeds out, though. That's cool. Yeah. But. Yeah, he did for a little bit. I kind of disappeared for a little bit. I think his wife's pregnant or something like that, and they're just dealing with the baby. Now that gets... But yeah, man. So my crew is doing fucking great right now, man. Like I have the Night Owl Outlier Z going at about day 50, 58 right now. Then with day sixty, and right around this time, I'm uh starting to strip all the leaves off. I start going around and picking all the bigger fan leaves. Um, time to start some good defoliation. I hear you. Exactly, dude. Just because, right, like I was saying earlier, it's not really focusing on the leaves anymore. And as soon as you clear up all those leaves, man, the fan can hit every single one of those bud sites a lot better. And then that light can just penetrate down. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things I like to do, man. And I think it works. I don't know if it works. It just seems to like, it seems, the plants seem happy when I do it. Yeah. Well, you know, but, also stripping, stripping some of the, uh, extra leaves like that off from around the, the outside. A lot of times that that's really going to help the plant to be able to redistribute its energy towards, uh, you know, new nodes and new bud sites and growing new leaves and stuff rather than trying to 
sustain the health of these big, large fan leaves that it was really using at first to, to, to veg as a younger plant. But, yeah. I'm glad I'm, I don't uh, have to take it up. I'm thinking she's strong enough to hold herself up. Well, I'm, I'm holding out for my little scorpion weed plant um, by CSI. Uh, I, I pulled that first one, replanted. We're going to see what happens there. Um, on a brighter note, though, I do have a couple of really happy plants. Uh, of course, the alabrije plant, that one's happy, duh. But uh, I've got a blueberry grape bred by a big green guy, uh, green guy genetics. Okay. So it actually came out, it, look, it looks a little funny. Um, and funny by, uh, it has like, it looked like it germinated with four Cody Lindens, uh, Cody Linden leaves. Yeah. Yeah, caught a Yeah. So that's kind of cool. It, it, it's it's, it's going to be a super strong plant, dude. <laughs> I hope so. It looks good. It's it's growing uh, just as fast as the alabrije. Uh, the other one I have isn't one for the review, but uh, I I got a pack of gelato autos from uh, James Loud, um, and. It's growing along healthy too. So those three are um, at I think day sixteen now, fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Um, hopefully that uh, the scorpion weed. Hopefully she pops up, um, gets in there. That way I've got a nice even canopy. Otherwise I'm going to be uh, dealing with trying to keep one plant uh, enough light because so the other ones don't you know overshadow her. But yeah. I've got those in there. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to make a final uh, decision as to what we're going to run next in the DWC after this Mephisto harvest. I was actually thinking about doing some, some Night Owl, um, but I do have a lot of KC genetics on my list. I was really thinking about putting putting down some more of their stuff. Because this Plaza Lights that I grew from them in Cocoa is absolutely fantastic, man. I like how it literally checks all the boxes. This stuff, like, yeah, it's, I, got, yeah. it's got the Who bag appeal. What's that? Who you say it's from now? KC Genetics, yeah. I'm just going to look. I was just looking them up. Yeah, so I did his Plaza Lights, um, which was, it's Pina Auto crossed with Pineapple Runts, both of those from uh, Ethos. And then I guess he has a clone of Kiwi Slushy that we crossed that with. And then did did a feminized run. And it, like, checks the boxes, man. Like, whenever, if you wanted pineapple, this is the pineapple plant. Now, I do believe there are a couple of phenos uh, that you could choose from, or, well, not that you could choose them, but you could get. Um, and there is a particular pineapple pheno that he said is the good one. I think I got that one, and like I, I can't talk highly enough about it, man. I'm, I'm serious. Like this is the pineapple plant that I've been looking for. It's like super ripe pineapples. It's good stuff. Good stuff. It's frosty. Got the bag of peel. I mean, it, it had the weight. Uh, let me look here and see what the final weight was. Dry. 295 grams that was my final dry weight so uh what's that like a little over half of a pound so yeah he's got some other ones a golden berry he's got like a 24 carat 
Um, there's a couple that he did. He did some crosses with that Kiwi slushy, and I think that's really um, a key part of the crosses that he did is that, that Kiwi slushy cross. Just kind of gives that like it's like a a tang to it, really. So. Yeah, I like dessert strings, man. So they sound like they're right down my aisle. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I've been thinking about maybe taking taking some of his his work and putting it in uh, in DWC and seeing what we can really pull out of it. Because if I've if I got something that quality out of out of my cocoa grow, I wonder what I can do with with my DWC buckets. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't pressed any rosin though out of it. I wonder if I can get a really terpy pineapple rosin from the flower. That would be. You should be able to. That'd be good, man. You probably have to watch it though, maybe to get that like cool flavor or BHO, maybe. Yeah, I've been pressing this flower rosin though, and it's it's been it's been doing the trick, man. I I really like. Uh, I've been pressing a lot of my OG Kush that I grew out from Humboldt. That stuff's made uh, yeah. made some really good rosin here recently that's, an, that's another thing with fast buds every time i grew fast buds they're such hash plants dude they're like great for pressing yeah well if anybody has the hookup on a uh, freeze dryer i will uh happily test it out for you <laughs> <laughs> that's what i need man i gotta get me a freeze dryer so i can start doing some proper ice water hash and dry it without risking any kind of mold or anything yeah Press press some really really proper really nice uh hash rosin it's kind of crazy thinking about that you know and, and back in the day we were like oh man the the, the setup you want is the 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 purge tubes and the vacuum chamber for running your yeah. old bho <laughs> oh i don't mind bho though it's done right dude it tastes really good it's oh, just a standing sure. process for sure so I wonder where we're going to go from here, you know. As in? Well, I mean, we started with BHO, and we didn't have any clue about rosin really being a thing. Now everyone's into into rosin. So where do we go from there? Yeah. Hmm. Some, some the younger generation will figure out, dude. My kids, our kids will figure it out. That's true. That's true. I'm really just a, a regular old flower guy myself. Yeah, dude, I'm always going to be a flower guy, dude. I just, I don't know. It's just something, I mean, I know it's probably not the best because you're smoking it and you're inhaling plant material and all that. But, like, at the same time, it's it's, like, not bad plant material. You're still yeah. burning and smoking it, so I know it's like, I mean, I call sometimes from it, so I know it's not the best, but there's just something about it, dude. I just, dabs are great. Dabs are great for flavor and to get, like, ripped. Like, I can smoke a dab, and I'm, like, cross-eyed for a minute, dude. Um, But I smoke flour, I'm calm, I'm chill, I'm mellow, my mood's good. I'm just, like, chill. That's good, man. I mean, you know, and that's that's something I was thinking about the other day is the, the autoflower community for so long has been fighting to 
to really breed and and get rid of that uh, the ditch weed persona associated with auto flowers. Yeah, finally. It almost feels like we've kind of gotten away from breeding for effect with auto flowers. It's like we we all want it to like look and perform the same if not better than photo periods and and they're they're they're, they've gotten there for the most part you know they're they're doing better than some um but nobody's really like breeding for effect anymore what do you mean like medicinal effects or oh i mean yeah it's like i said it's it's it seems to be migraine for pain or like eating for insomnia instead of of instead of growing for you know specific compounds like you know we'll, we have the cbg strain which you know generally is a hemp strain the only ones that you can find uh thcv is a really hard one to find um, only a few people are really playing with that and breeding with that um CBD, THC one-to-ones in autoflower form are also kind of hard to find. I mean, what's what's Mephisto got like one, I think, like the, the can of cheese? I mean, I may be wrong. Yeah. They may have one or two more. But as far as I know, they only have that one. Mm-hmm. Does, does Night Owl have a one-to-one? Or a CBG or TVCV? You see no, what I'm saying? Because all we all we concentrate on is the THC and just like about the how medicinal you can get from it, how medicated yeah. you can get, you know, and how close we can get those to look like photo periods and perform it, like it photo periods, like photo periods, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and which that's all well and good, and like I said, I think that most of all these amazing breeders have gotten there, but we really need to I think like that'll come though, dude. I think these guys really got to also start putting in, putting in a lot of the breeding efforts towards the effect. Like back in the day, it was you know the couch lock or melt melt into the couch weed, and then there was the yeah. the the daywalker freaking smoke a pound and buzz around town and do your errands type. See, of I stuff. haven't found that yet, dude. I still haven't found anything that I can do that with, man. The only times I've ever found it was way back in the day off of the Mexican or Columbia brick stuff. So yeah. I haven't really gotten that with anything. Like nothing like nothing out of these hybrids. Yeah, it's all hybrid. That's all it is. It's just, it's, yeah. Even like this uh, Queen Banner Sativa is leaning, it's like 70 30. And you can tell by her structure, you can tell by the way she's growing. But I guarantee you, if I smoke like smoke a joint over I'm, i'll probably be good like normally i can smoke a joint dude my first high of the day and i can go like clean dishes i can go like cut the grass i can do shit but as soon as i sit down i'm like i'm locked now you see with me i found that a lot of the strains don't really affect me one way or the other as far as what i can or can't do in the day what i found though is that if i'm smoking a joint or I, I, I can smoke joints throughout the day and do everything mm-hmm. and be fine and be okay. But as soon as I go take a dab, it's like, okay, it's time to sit down. It's time to like, I need yeah. to take a nap. You know, I'm about yeah. to go to bed. You know what I mean? 
whereas whereas joints and stuff are really just like that's that's like my cruising altitude <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely medicine dude. i smoke a joint like right when i get off of work man every day dude and it's like it's just like the best feeling dude after having an eight hour work day and then just like smoking a joint dude it's just like everything just like fades away and like my mood recently lifts. I'm listening to my reggae music, just chilling, dude, driving. And I'm just like vibing, man. Yeah. And it's great, it, dude. dude. It's just like just office and fucking herb. That's it, man. Hell yeah. Well, I think before we wrap it up, man, um, I wanted to address a little something. Uh, we got a comment on one of our episodes, our previous episodes. Uh, with micro grows on where we were kind of, uh, we gave the layman's version of, um, how breeders do filial pheno hunting. And it was a very basic version, something that, um, I think, uh, we, we, the way we explained it was, uh, very, um, I don't know, very basic. We were, we were talking to very a guy layman. who 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 doesn't he doesn't breed he doesn't he was kind of giving the basics of it so um and i'm not an i'm not an expert you know i'm definitely not an agronomist or anything you know like that so but uh what i am is a uh a community member <laughs> and uh, I'm here to learn and share my knowledge that i know with everybody and receive knowledge from others so what we are wanting to do is actually challenge challenge you to come on the show or uh you know invite uh, message us let us know who to invite to come on the show and we'll uh, we'll have them on and we'll we'll teach the community about filials and uh, the proper way uh that that these serious breeders are really doing their pheno hunting so you know, there's uh there seems to be, you know, certain people that are going to pick apart our podcast and pick apart little menial little little bits and pieces of it. But uh, hey, it's just we're we're here for the community. We're here for anybody to come on. So if you want to teach us something, hit us up. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit Rasta K up. Hit the Auto Flower Review up. Tell them you want to come on the smoking section and talk to us educate us a little bit we're down but uh i think that's going to do it for this episode of the smoking section so you guys know what to do like and follow us on your platform that you're listening to us on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcasts as always guys grow for good peace